News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Times, good morning, Carl. Good morning, Jonathan. I mean, first of all, let's let's dive into what this is telling us. Yes, private fee-paying schools do well, but there is an indication there, and then this is perhaps one of the more useful things from this study, that DESH schools, those in more disadvantaged areas, are getting better and more successful at sending their pupils onto third level as well. Yeah, there are signs that the gap is narrowing. So traditionally... Students from those more disadvantaged schools, DESH schools, have much lower third level participation rates. So the numbers going on to higher education are much lower. So pre-COVID, you're talking about 55 to 57% of students from DESH schools would have gone on to college. Then during the pandemic, when we cancelled the Leaving Cert and predicted grades, the numbers jumped up to about 63, 64%. Uh, and last year they dipped, but they're back again around that 63% mark, which is really encouraging. And education observers say that there's a number of likely factors behind this. One is that we have created more college places. There's more technological universities in the regions, which makes college more affordable. And also we're far more access initiatives aimed at forging links between desk schools and third level colleges. So that's really definitely a positive uh, coming out of today's feeder school statistics. Uh, They are very popular. Parents do use them. What of the argument that's put forward that they're they're not a good barometer of what's happening in the schools that are perhaps lower down the list? What do you say to that, Carl? They're not. They're absolutely right. All feeder schools are is a snapshot uh, at a point in time of the proportion of students who go on to third level. And we know that it doesn't measure how effective a school is, you know, in terms of uh, raising a, a child's expectations and performance, especially someone who might have come in with learning challenges. And they are biased in the sense that, uh, as we know, that affluent areas will do better. And they do better for a number of reasons, because the, the students in those areas have uh, the capacity perhaps to, to go on ex- language exchanges, to get grinds, to get all these extra supports. So that's why we see, I think, that fee-paying schools dominate the feeder schools lists and affluent schools dominate the feeder schools. And that's just a reflection of of how families are able to, um, I suppose, source kind of private help to, to boost students' performance. Mm. So we don't call these the good school guides because they're not. We call them the feeder schools guide because all they do is they measure that proportion of, of young people who go out to third level. And for a lot of parents, that is important information. They yeah. like to have that when they're making a decision where to send their child to school. Okay. It is a weapon in their arsenal, if we could put it that way. Carla Bryan of the Irish Times, thank you very much for that. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.